For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Today, I have Dr. Dan Dumas joining me on the show. Uh, Dr. Dumas, welcome. Well, glad to be here. Uh, Dr. Dumas served as a college pastor for over 14 years. Uh, he serves as special advisor for foster care and adoption to the governor of Kentucky. He is a teaching pastor and elder at Crossing Church in Louisville, Kentucky. He is the author of Live Smart, the co-author of A Guide to Biblical Manhood, and the editor of A Guide to Expository Ministry. He currently serves as a special advisor to Dr. R. Albert Moeller, president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, where he is also a faculty member. He has served in a variety of ministry capacities in many local churches, including executive pastor at Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, California. Uh, prior to his time in ministry, he served in the U.S. Navy as a search and rescue swimmer. Uh, that's quite a bio uh, there. And so thank you again for taking the time to be with us today. It's my privilege. Looking forward to it. Uh, for, for those who listen to the show, you know that there are times that we break, break away from our five basic questions we ask youth workers, um, and that's what we'll be doing today. Uh, some of you are aware of the student discipleship guide that RYM produced with Josh Byers. Uh, Dr. Dumas actually authored a book that appeared on that list. Uh, it's entitled Live Smart, Preparing for the Future God Wants for You. And so our five questions this week will be focused on the material from that book. Now, tomorrow we'll get into the content of the book, um, but today we really want to look at some of the origins and, and talk about how that book began. Um, but before we get into that, uh, would you mind just telling us a little bit more about your family as well as some of the, uh, the youth conferences that you're involved in? Yes, I'm the uh, proud husband uh, to Jane Sawyer uh, Dumas. We've been married 25 years. We have two adoptive sons, uh, Aiden, who is 14 years old and just started high school playing basketball and uh, moving into the high school years, teenage years, crazy years. And uh, I also have an eight-year-old, Elijah uh, Seth Dumas, and uh, he is in the third grade and active and loves just about everything in this life. Um, I I really uh, enjoy uh, youth conferences. I don't know if I'm aging out of the space, to be honest with you, John. <laughs> but uh, when you get to be 52, you're thinking, why are they still have me? So I'm trying to be cool uh, without wearing skinny jeans and a scooter kind of thing. But but um, yeah, so I, I uh, helped start D3, which is a conference on Southern Seminary and Boys College's campus. And um, we have been doing that, I think now, boy, eight years, I think. I think it's our wow. eighth year coming up. And uh, so I'm involved in the, the planning of that. Uh, as well as the theming of that. And this would be kind of a bonus camp or a platinum camp. So those upper 20% that are super serious, because it's a lot of teaching. I mean, it's like 14 general sessions and breakout sessions. So it's content rich 
you know, we still have a blast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing all the normal camp stuff. But it really is a, a kind of a dense, heavy, uh, weighty uh, kind kind of camp. So not every um, teenager or youth could uh, endure it. So we kind of say, hey, send the extra the top, you know, 20 percent to uh, to D3 uh, as a bonus camp that particular summer. We kind of inoculate them with the truth and with worldview, with leadership principles. And uh, it's just a fantastic, some of my favorite weeks of the year. We do it for two weeks at the end of June each year. So uh, you can check that out at uh, www.sbts.edu backslash events. Excellent. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely, as you're talking about the, the content-driven conferences, I mean, that's so much of what RYM is passionate about as well is, you know, giving students a, a place to have fun and to enjoy a conference, but also giving them, you know, the content specifically, you know, of God's Word uh, in their lives because we know, obviously, they, they need that. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely on the same page there. So thank you yeah, for your our, uh, our mantra is play hard, preach hard. That's kind of the mantra over our D3 conference. Excellent. Well, that's good. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into the, the first question for today. As I said, um, uh, we'll get into some of the content uh, more tomorrow of your book, but, but really uh, asking a question today dealing with the origins of your book. So the first question is, um, how long had the idea of Live Smart uh, been in your heart and mind before you wrote it? And that's just, you know, talking about some of the driving passions that moved you to write it. Well, I think I could go back to my college pastor years where kind of the seeds were were there because I love working with uh, younger the younger generation in particular but as I uh, probably about two years before writing it as I began to uh, think about my own boys and their progress or lack thereof I, I thought if I could write them a book if I could write to their generation um, and so I began to kind of craft I began to think about it. It began to surface in some of my classes that I taught on leadership and and uh, pastoral ministry. And so it started perking up uh, probably two years prior to actually uh, writing the book. And it was uh, it had its view, uh, my own boys and, and the kind of target age, John, was 15 years old. That's what the publisher wanted. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the target demography that I had to hit. And at the time, I think my son was 12, you know, and and uh, so I was really thinking about what do I need to share with him? What are the kind of, you know, 14 areas that he needs to grow in and develop um, in the next, you know, four, five, six years? Great. Yeah. Um, and, and I know, and I, and I said we'll get into some of this tomorrow. I know there are 14 principles that you just talked oh, yeah. about. What, what was it about those 14 principles uh, that you, you know, why not 12, why not um, 20? Um, what was it about kind of narrowing it down to those 14 principles? Yeah, it was it was really a narrowing down. I mean, I probably had 28, um, <laughs> but they were overlapping and kind of similar. So the publisher, you know, and my team started saying, hey, you can't, you, you can't have 28 things. That's just berserk. You know, <laughs> you've got to get control. And so I kind of you know, collapsed concepts, put them up under, you know, some weren't, you know, like anything, some weren't, uh, weren't really 
big principles. They were subtext and sub principles to a greater one. So I just collapsed that down. So I didn't really start out with, okay, I got to have 14. Like the publisher said, we need 14 things for, uh, you know, principles for young people. I just said, these are the, you know, these are the areas that I feel like I could speak to and provide weight and heft. And it just happened to end at 14. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know, too, and, and I guess what we are getting into a little bit of the, the content, but um, you break the book up into four different sections. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. W- would you mind just telling us a little bit about those sections and, um, you know, why you broke it up in that way and um, just uh, explain some of that to us, if you would? Well, like anything, you know, sections are are ways to hang your thoughts, right, and to kind of coalesce what you're thinking about and writing about so part one was you and uh, you and god part two was you and others part three you and yourself and part four was you and the gospel so i mean obviously i wanted it to have a vertical dimension so it's you and god a horizontal dimension you and others you know a uh you know to pay close attention on yourself so you and and, you, and yourself you know just kind of thinking through your own leadership and your own life um, in the spirit of First Timothy 4, you know, 16, where it says, pay close attention to yourself and to your doctrine. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's about the only place where you get biblical narcissism coming into play, right? <laughs> where you can kind of look within and say, hey, am I, am I doing okay? You know, kind of the examine yourself of Second Corinthians 11, 3. And of course, the gospel. I mean, you can't leave out the gospel and it, it shapes your worldview. It, it shapes everything and to know the gospel and to you know, speak, defend, and spread the gospel. I mean, these are just, you, you got to have these, especially when you're in your teenage years, I mean, being kind of rooted and grounded in the gospel. So that's that's the four big kind of overarching categories. And, and like you stated, there are 14 up under those four categories. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean, just speaking personally, it's an excellent book that, that we hope uh, to get into the hands of teenagers more and more um, as we produce that you know, student discipleship guide. We want to put good, you know, solid biblical content uh, into the hands of, of teenagers. And it seems like there has been you know, somewhat of a void uh, of good solid content um, that's aimed at teens for a while, but it seems like we're kind of coming out of that a little bit and we're seeing a little more resources uh, that are aimed at, you know, like you said, teenagers, even though many of them, uh, you you know, don't necessarily pick up a theological book and are more, you know, apt to pick up, um, you know, a smartphone and look at, you know, Netflix or whatever. Um, We're hoping that um, students can, you know, start picking up and utilizing some of these resources. So, j- just out of curiosity, have you heard from any um, teenagers what what the feedback has been from them? You know, picking up this book, um, some of that fruit. Yeah, it's you know the the phrases that I hear from the the students are you know it's readability, mm-hmm. it's digestible. You know, it's it's not three hundred and eighty pages. You know, most. <laughs> 13 to 18 year olds aren't going to read that and it's doable. You know, Mm -hmm. I tried to be immensely practical. So I I wanted to, I didn't want it to be happy clappy and just surface and shallow. Um, But I also wanted to be digestible in the sense that you could wrap your mind around these themes and these principles and and these concepts. And on a regular basis, someone will through social media, send me a picture of uh, their daughter, you know, at a, 
baseball game, you know, and they're in the stands and they're wa- and they're reading it or <laughs> late at night in their room. And so I'm I'm grateful that that teens are are you know, and 20-somethings are reading it. I, I didn't anticipate, honestly, I, I really wrote to, uh, you know, your target audience, your middle school audience, you know, um, kind of middle school to millennial was the the framework of it. Mm-hmm. What kind of surprised me, though, is uh, I, I guess it was an unintended audience was the youth pastors enjoying it mm-hmm. and then deploying it with their ministries. And then even parents, I didn't mm-hmm. even, I you know, I guess towards the end, I was thinking, okay, I guess they could use this. This could be a great tool. But dads sitting down with their sons and 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 daughters, uh, you know, moms with daughters, kind of sitting down, walking them through um, Live Smart, has just proven to be even a larger audience than the actual teenagers. Because I guess, by and large, teenagers don't kind of rummage through bookstores, grab a book, and say, "I want to read that." You know, someone recommends mm-hmm. it to them, or a parent says, "Let's read that together." I know that I do that with my boys. We I pick up books because I'm a book hog. You know, so I, I pick up books all the time, and just so it gives a context to talk through these things, and and that's what I wanted it to be and feel like. I wanted them to be able to kind of read it and discuss it chapter by chapter, manageable, and um, and then on, on top of that craziness, you know, a lot of adults read it, and I get these comments and social media like, "I loved your book," and I'm like. I really didn't write it for you, but I'm glad <laughs> you do. You know, so maybe the simplicity of it and the succinctness of it. I mean, you know, it's proven to find a, a broader audience than I even imagined. And when I worked with the publisher originally, you know, they loved it because it was pithy. It was Proverbs-esque, you know, mm-hmm. in its nature. And it has a little bit of black and white. You know, I didn't provide a lot of margin there. It kind of puts you in the corner, makes you think about it makes you loiter there and that's kind of the nature of proverbs you know they don't Mm -hmm. give you a lot of wiggle room and um and what i was seeing out there and i literally sat in like a barnes and noble and just combed through all the stuff for kids and i just didn't see a lot of good content i mean Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fiction you know or seven habits of teenagers kind of stuff but it wasn't (laughs) rooted in the gospel you know it didn't it wasn't like tell a teenager what they ought to do and so what I did, John, is I thought, okay, I'm at the time, you know, 48 years old or whatever it was. And um, and I thought, okay, if I had a do-over, it's called a mulligan in golf. If I could get a do-over, what would I want to know when I was 15? And that was the driving, you know, question that I wanted to answer in that book. If I could do life over again, what would I do different? Or what would I make sure that I had shored up and dialed in? in my life. And so that produced the 14 chapters. Hmm. Well, again, it is a helpful tool and we hope um, many more will pick it up and will benefit from the the wisdom you put in there. So uh, thanks again for, for putting that out there and, and, and thanks for your time today. Glad to help. Glad to serve.